There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your setting. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Welcome to Star Power Podcast on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss Stargirl on the CW channel. I am Sean Fangirl S. I'm Steve. I'm Cosmic Staff Dave. And today we'll be discussing episode two of season two of Stargirl. Okay. So initial reactions <laughs> for this one. I'm going to start this because I felt like it was kind of rushed. Really? Like, yeah. I mean, I liked it, but I felt like the story for our new Green Lantern just seemed like, hurry, 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 hurry. And oh, yeah, let's throw in a couple bad guys. So I liked it, but I was like more on the meh side of liking it. Oh, man, I gave it four out of five really good pancakes. <laughs> mm, pancakes. Yeah. <laughs> Steve, what did you think? Steve doesn't like pancakes. <laughs> no, I love pancakes. I like the episode overall. I think Courtney needs to grow up some oh, here. <laughs> for sure. A little too much angst from her. Oh, my God. Yeah. So that was the only thing that kind of took me out of the episode a little bit was that I, I kind of thought the the genie stuff was it was okay because Courtney kind of went through the same thing at first when she first got the staff it was like what 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 <laughs> and you kind of felt like genie was just not expecting anything that she got from having the ring or the lantern so yeah jenny oh yeah jenny <laughs> jenny yeah jenny I'm surprised they're recycling this. Courtney's still immature. How old is she supposed to be? 15? Well, she's supposed to be driving, so 16, yes. right? Yeah. yeah. She, first she so- rejects her stepdad, and then, and then she's jealous over him. Yeah. <laughs> Good grief. Come on, girl. I wonder how long they'll pursue that. Not too long, I hope. But she can't be an adult because that's part of her, her deal. She's star girl, not star woman. Yep. Um, yeah, she's got to get over the legacy issue, that's for sure. Oh, do I have a tinfoil hat theory for you? <laughs> nice. Yes. All right. Shall we get into this episode? Let's dive in. Okay. Summer school chapter two. Still on the lookout for evil in Blue Valley. Courtney grows suspicious after an unexpected visitor shows up at the Duggan house. Meanwhile, Barbara and Pat become concerned after a visit from a mysterious antique collector named Richard Swift. Elsewhere, Cindy puts her plan in motion. All right. Let's get going. The episode kicks off with Cindy's stepmom, Bobby. Finally free of her ongoing nightmare as Dragon King is dead and Cindy is missing. Oh, it was so refreshing. To see yes. her da- dancing around the kitchen and breaking all the dishes. And she answers, answers the door to see her worst nightmare. But, oh, girls just want to have fun but, smacking yeah. everything inside. That was so great. These guys have a great musical sense. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yes, sadly, Cindy is back. You know what? I, I, I should check out the name of the actress for uh, the play's mom. Right. Uh, I'll find it. Anyway. I don't know what else he does, but I, this is not pervy, but I think I detected some abs. This show shows off a lot of abs. <laughs> I don't know what's going on here. Everybody's working out except uh, me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Yeah. Anyway, I always like Cindy 
I always like having her back, even though it's Bobby's worst nightmare. She's back, and she wants Bobby to resume her, her prior role. Uh, holding up Eclipso, and it appears her, her abilities affect Bobby's mind. Man, that poor lady just can't win. Nope. After this, things come back to about six days ago. We learned Jenny has was previously living in a, a girl's home and didn't know where her brother was. Plus, she was being evicted because she's no longer a child, but the caretaker of the home gives her something her father left her, a tin container with a toy car and a green lantern ring in it. So if her father gave it to her and there's a green lantern ring in it, he's not dead. Wow. Okay. Wait, that- what? <laughs> I mean, come on. How could he give it to her or leave it for her? If he like, left it for her to give like to her. It? He willed it. He gave it to the lady. <laughs> right. Yeah. That was in a, <laughs> a mint box from yeah, long fine. ago, no less. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I don't get it. Maybe it's, he gave it to her before. Before he died? What was right. He, what yeah. was he using to fight in a battle with? Exactly. Mm, you're right. True. Dave, you're absolutely right. I want to see how they work this out. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I don't like the lady that runs the home. Just saying. <laughs> she advises Jenny to stop trying to be perfect. Sorry. Yeah. Piece of advice. I got a couple of words for you too, lady. <laughs> Surprisingly, the ring activates despite not being charged for years, and it guides her to where the lantern is, which is where the Whitmore Dugan house is. And so, okay, so didn't foil hat theory number one. Alan Scott's not dead. He can't right. be dead. Oh boy, Todd, also known as Obsidian, is going to be in this series. He has to be now, right? Nice. That's, oh yeah. Do you know Obsidian, Sean? No, which one oh, is that? It's, the... it's, Obsidian is like well, it means like black. He has got this dark power. That he gets like from a shadow realm. Maybe that's not entirely correct, but he also has a history with uh, our bad guy here in this show. What's his name, Steve? Tell, tell me. The Shade? No, Eclipso. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, they have, a, they have a past together. Unfortunately, they've rewritten the Obsidian character several times, but yeah, Obsidian or Todd is legitimately Alan Scott's son that he actually had with a villain long ago, Thorn. So he's also known for his, he's unbalanced mentally. Oh and every gosh. time, I know, every time he goes through a change, he gets fixed and he goes back and then he gets fixed again. He's one of those characters they keep like retconning. Right. But I'm super excited to see him. Yeah, that'll we, be, uh, <laughs> poor Jeannie's going to have more than she can handle if <laughs> her brother. I tell you what, in all the storylines that they use, except for the final storyline, which is outside, I guess, in the, well, the new 52 for DC Comics, where, uh, Alan Scott comes out as gay, but he's on Earth 2. It's got nothing to do with this storyline. But in all the other DC storylines where we have Obsidian and Jenny, Alan Scott's alive. He's always alive. Right. He's their their dad. So this I'd like to see. Rant over, Sean. (laughs) No, this is like, so I was thinking they were supposed to be twins because the way that she looked at the picture at one point. So they're not supposed to be twins? No, they're brother and sister. Okay, they just looked like they were supposed to be like the same age and stuff. So that's why I was thinking twins. Well, I don't think they are twins. No. Because that would make it really weird. (laughs) Yeah, because he's the spawn. I said spawn. (laughs) He's the spawn of Thorn, the evil Thorn, and Alan Scott. He's their baby. Born Mm -hmm. uh, Todd James Rice. Yep. Well, that should be interesting how this all plays out then. He's got a real spooky uniform, too. He has a sexuality background, too, we can get into later. If we want to. Right. If he actually does show up. Yeah, he should, because he, even in, as a member of the JSA or with a member of the JSA, uh, he ran into the shade. Right. 
Oh my gosh. Oh, and if it all goes true to the form, this brings Dr. Fate back too. Yep. I want so, and I, and I, so. you'd have to. You could never convince me Dr. Fate could be killed in a battle or defeated in a battle. They're in another dimension. They have to be in another dimension, which is <clears throat> links to my uh, tinfoil hat theory. <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> well, in the present, Jenny is explaining to the Dugan Whitmore family that her father was the Green Lantern. And that catches Pat's interest because he knew him. But I'm sorry, it still killed me how she was so psyched about Pat, too. It's like, wait, right. this is weird. <laughs> Much to the consternation of uh, Courtney. Yeah. <laughs> so Jenny immediately assumes that Courtney is Starman's daughter. She's like, oh, you're Stargirl. Oh, and then Courtney's like, no, I'm not his daughter. It's like... <laughs> Through clenched teeth, basically. Right. Tinfoil hat theory. Uh oh. Should I spray it on you now? Go ahead. Hit me. My little brain came up with that this legacy stuff, they are really pushing it hard. Right. 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 We're going to find out that Courtney is Starman's daughter. And maybe this guy we're seeing now is the real father from another dimension. I like it. Oh. I like it. I mentioned that in (laughs) episode one that. Maybe Starman was actually. Yeah, we did talk about that. Yeah, he doesn't seem like this the same guy. Right. Technically, he's not. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. What do you think? Weirder and weirder. Uh, What if she really is Starman's daughter? (laughs) She'll be super psyched. I don't think think Barbara might be a little freaked out. Yeah, yeah, that's the only blip. And I don't think Pat would be too happy about it either. But that's the only blip. That's the only blip. I don't know. Maybe they'll bring in this thorn or something. Who knows? Now, I, I was completely like thinking that Jenny was not really who she says she was because of everything I've watched ever, basically. Right. Like, she's too happy. She's too excited to know Pat. She wants Pat to teach her how to use the ring. And, of course, he agrees to. But even he's like, wait a minute, you didn't have the lantern. Like, you know, at least he gave pause. Like, hold on, that was supposed to be recharged, like, every day. What's going on? Yeah. There's a complicated history behind Green Lantern. Alan Scott was never a member of the Green Lantern Corps either. They always recharged their lanterns until they didn't. And then they had to again, and then they didn't, whatever. <laughs> but uh, Alan Scott, his uh, power comes from the star heart, but we don't need to get into that right now. Oh, my God. You went deep. You're oh, I love I love. Like, I don't know anything about Oh, I love Green, Green Lantern. Oh, he's one of my favorite characters since I was a kid. I'm like, I always wanted the power ring. Oh, absolutely. Actually, I have any, one. <laughs> any questions anybody out there has about Green Lantern and his spawn, uh-huh. go ahead and shoot us an email so Dave yeah. can answer them. Well, one of the I Green Lanterns, the present one is Kyle Rayner, and he has a romantic relationship with Jade when she's grown up. I don't, looks like they're not going to touch that one in this one because that would be several years from now. Right. Yeah, because things aren't going to be weird, yeah. interdimensional and everything else. I don't know if you care about this, but she was also ranked number 34 in the Comic Buyer's Guide of the 100 Sexiest Women in Comics. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is so chauvinistic. Yep. I can't. Oh, my Sorry. God. Okay. Sorry, Moving I'm burying on. you. Yeah, I'm burying you. Moving on. Yeah. Okay. The Dugans and the Whitmores, they're just so open and are willing to have her stay the night. I'm sorry. I don't think I'd be so willing. And, you know, in fact, putting her up in Courtney's room, again, not sure I'd be so willing to have that done. So I was a little more on Courtney's side on this point because she's you know, <laughs> basically been looking for villains everywhere. doesn't believe Jenny is who she says she is and asking Pat, how can you trust her? I kind of felt the same way. She could be lying about being Green Lantern's daughter. 
But Pat points out the ring only worked for Alan. <laughs> so that makes him believe that Jenny is who she says she is. And Courtney's like, yeah, but the staff worked for me and I'm not Starman's daughter. So yes, mm. you are. Yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I was at this point. I mean, did she totally overreact and like jack up the kitchen? Yeah. But am I a little bit more on her side with how can you believe she is who she says she is? Yes as well so yeah all right well jenny attempts to end any negative assumptions about her by fixing the kitchen and making the family pancake which only makes courtney matter (laughs) (laughs) this works for almost everyone as pat plans to take her to his workshop and teach her about the ring of course courtney wants to go with them but she's got to go to summer school (laughs) yeah mike love that yeah And Yolanda is also in summer school because her parents enrolled her in it to keep her occupied while Rick is supposed to be there. But he's back in the woods again, feeding and cleaning after presumably Solomon Grundy, who watches from afar. So I got a little tinfoil hat theory on that, too. Cindy can't. What? Cindy, ha, well, Cindy won't be able to let Solomon Grundy go, right? Right. He wasn't on the list of, of you know, all the photos and everything. No. But once she finds out he's alive, there's going to be a tug of war between poor one Solomon Grundy trying to help his new friend Rick. Right. Rick trying to help him and Eclipso or Cindy uh, trying to convert Solomon Grundy. I look for a, a civil war over his, his affections, if you can put it that way. Yep. I tend to agree with you there. Alrighty then. Also, Isaac, the fiddler's son, is in class two, and he seems more aggravated than he was last season. That's not a good sign. Uh, yeah, I, I picture well, him what do you sh- expect? scratching his hair with all sorts of dandruff on the picture and then doing artwork at like Breakfast Club. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And in the workshop, Jeannie and Pat see that Zeke has added a flamethrower <laughs> to strike. Yeah, he thinks it's a little low. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be more powerful. Yeah, again, how are we just like cool with Zeke? He broke into that area and like... No. Yeah. Feel like he erased his memory or something. Yeah, you know, he seems a little off, so I think that works for him. Why would I talk about it? I just want to improve this robot. Right. See you later, Dugan. Are they like, <laughs> yeah, just assuming very kind of, was it our Green Knight-esque kind of thing? Right. Like, ah, oh, he's fine. He's harmless. Those could be the most dangerous. Just saying. Yes, absolutely. Now, once he's gone, the two get into the lesson. Pat mentions he thought the ring could only work if it was charged, which it shouldn't have been after all these years. But since it works for Jeannie, he believes he may have remembered wrong. Supposedly, she gets her power through the Starheart too, but she's supposed to have, not a tattoo, a birthmark that channels, Ah. uh, I think it's on her hand. I had no indication from this episode that she's got a birthmark that channels the Starheart's power. No. But if that's true, it's because then her father probably knew that. Right. Absolutely. So, yeah, that's why he would be able to give her the ring without the lantern. Right. So then they try to crack into the lantern to understand it, but Jenny's nerves cause the lantern to act up. Pat explains that her emotions connect directly to her powers and that the ring allows her to create anything she can imagine. While Jenny fails at first, her second time, she is able to make a larger replica of the toy car she was given at the girl's home. (laughs) Even said Todd underneath it. Yeah. Nice. I know. Well, while things look good for Jenny, Courtney rants to Yolanda about Jenny, but it's clear she is projecting her own insecurities into her. I'll say she is. Get for the rest, girl. Bobby is also having a rough day as she's back in housewife mode, cleaning up after Cindy. (laughs) 
page flip, everyone cover your ears. <laughs> this is already against her will, but things get stranger when she overhears Eclipso telling her she will never escape Cindy. Along with Eclipso, another mysterious figure enter town is wearing a top hat and shades. Got to be the only one in town dressed that way. Yep. <laughs> he approaches Barbara and introducing himself as Richard Swift. He has an interest in William Zarek's magic antiques and props, offering to buy them from the city council. Why they would have them, I have no idea. It sounds weird. Right. It's, it should be in a, a JSA museum, but since there isn't one. If this wasn't strange enough, his business card lacks contact information, so Barbara says she will look into his request, but she actually plans to contact Pat. Here's a mini, mini, mini tinfoil hat theory. <laughs> She'll look at the card again. His his number will be on it. And she'll right. Like, yeah. What the heck? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, back at the workshop, Jenny shows her powers to Beth and Rick. We're impressed. She also makes a good impression on Yolanda when she comes over to visit with Courtney. Stargirl learns that Beth and Rick told Jenny about the JSA, and Beth says this is because she's a real legacy hero. Like Rick. This sets Courtney off because everything does, and she proclaims that she shouldn't trust Jenny. This is embarrasses and upsets Jenny, so she leaves. Yeah, let's go after her, and Rick calls out Courtney's behavior. And then uh, alarms went off for me after that, too. That even though Courtney's the heart and soul, Rick could be the future leader. Oh, absolutely. Well, I totally believe Courtney's behavior needed to be called out like that. Yes. Because it started getting worse and worse. And I know when I tweeted, it was like, maybe bring it down to like a nine because you went all the (laughs) you went past 10. You weren't even 11. You turned it way up. Right. It's like, geez, like bring it down. And okay, if you're going to be the mean girl, at least just whisper it to your friend. Uh, No kidding. Oh, out and loud with we shouldn't trust her. That was horrible. Yes, it was. And the whole time that we have all this other angsty stuff happening because you have Eclipso tormenting Bobby, which I did not realize it was Eclipso. I thought it was something in her head that like Brainwave had done. Right. Like it wasn't clicking for me because Eclipso hasn't gotten into my head. But he was showing her visions of her old life, her free life. And it was just freaking her out more. Yeah, she was a a barfly. (laughs) I thought she was supposed to be like a rock star. That's what I thought at first, too. But then she looks like she's just sitting at a bar. See, yeah, I swear it was looking like she was up on stage or something. So maybe he's like messing with her, throwing in a bunch of different things. (laughs) At least she was happy. Yeah. Yeah, she was smiling the whole time. Yep. And apparently Eclipso possessed her because we see her eyes go purple. So I thought he was going to stay in her because he's like, the only way you can be free is if you kill Cindy. It's like, oh, well, am I going to be mad about this? I was kind of like, oh, killing the kid. She is kind of a giant PETA. So, you know, <laughs> for those of you who don't know, it's pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> While Eclipso brings out the worst in Bobby, Pat tries to remind Courtney about what makes her a great hero. And that is your ability, as he's telling her, to see the good in everyone. So why can't you do this for Jenny? I am confused. I think we all were confused. And yeah, I was starting to exactly. think, <laughs> what are you, 12? maybe it's Eclipso being in town. Right. Maybe it's messing with a whole lot of people. But Courtney admits she does see how great Jenny is and that she's just projecting her own insecurities. What the hell do you have to be insecure about? She's not a legacy. Yeah. She can't find anyone to battle. So what? There's (laughs) possibly two legacies in their group. That's it. Just two. Not like the whole team is legacy except you. Geez, suck it up. Yeah. (laughs) 
But before Courtney can apologize, Pat gets a phone call from Barbara about Richard and he leaves. So Courtney goes off to talk to Jenny and she apologizes. I kind of felt like it was a really half-hearted apology myself, but teenagers, I don't know. She mentions how Jenny is what any JSA member wishes they could be and that you have everything. And uh, that was probably not the right thing to say because kind of set Jenny off because she doesn't even want the ring. She wants her brother and was hoping the ring would take her to him, not to this lantern. And well, the anger starts rising and the lantern starts to freak out like it's about to explode. I like that. I like all the, it's like a heat lantern with this hot flame of green power coming out of it. Star hard power. I wonder if the lantern can call as it called to her can call to uh, Todd also. Yeah. Ooh. That's what's going to, well, that's what I imagine. Another Is there more than it. one ring? Like maybe No, the, coming, no, no. he has his own away? power. He's going to come to Blue Valley, but he'll be intercepted by Shade. Yep. So once outside the workshop, Pat finds Richard and tries to see if he is the villain he thinks he is, <laughs> noting his vintage car and unique watch. Of course, before they can get too deep into their conversation, Pat sees the JSA run by with the glowing lantern. This can't be good. <laughs> that so was comedic. He, yeah, he leaves and they explain what's happening and they're trying to keep it away from people. Then why take it to the center of town? Yeah. No people. Park. Yeah. Nobody nobody goes to the park. Yeah. When Pat reminds Jenny it's connected to her emotion, Courtney realizes that Jenny is the lantern. So she should be able to absorb the excess energy. Jenny agrees to this and warns the other to abandon her for their safety, but Courtney refuses to do so. Now, while it looks like Jenny successfully absorbs the energy, there's a massive explosion tossing everyone back. I thought Jenny was a goner. Yeah, especially when they get up and they see this giant hole oh, in the ground. Yeah. <laughs> it initially appears Jenny dies saving them. However, she didn't, and she has gained the ability to fly. Great yeah. shot of her in the green. Uh, yeah, all of a sudden, it's like, green hey, glow. Guys, I think I can fly. And look at, I'm all green. Nobody is going to notice this in the center of town. No, uh, not at all. She'll be able to turn that off, hopefully sooner or later. But that's pretty much the way she's portrayed in the comics. And she has a uniform too. I wonder if they'll stick her in. You know, everyone else gets a uniform. Yep, she's got to have one. Yeah, get to sewing, Barbara. Sorry, that was your mistake. <laughs> Despite being on good terms with Courtney and the JSA, Jenny leaves the following day without saying a word. And this prompts Courtney to talk to Pat, who is going through the old villain files, seeing the shade as Richard's watch. While Courtney promises to be her, herself first, Stargirl second, Pat tells her there's a villain in town. And did you see the smile creeping up on her face? Oh, hell oh yes. My yes. She was practically like in full cheerleader mode. Did you just say villain? He believes Richard is the shade and the last member of the Injustice saying, Courtney, eager to get back into the game, happily goes to get the staff. She could get there fast enough. No. I'm shocked it didn't fly out and I know. Like, right to her. Zing. Where Courtney is thrilled, Cindy is not. As she returns home to Bobby, who wants to kill her. Two <laughs> fight with Bobby using a knife, but Cindy has the upper hand. She begs Bobby not to do anything else, but a eclipse overpowers Cindy, and he feeds off Bobby's hating corruption. Well, that he brought out, you know, we kind of possessed her. She was going to be pretty damn happy and leave until, you know. And another thing, Cindy comes in the house and she's like, Mom, Mom, I sincerely believe that. Did you guys buy that? Yeah, she didn't seem like her normal witchy self. Yeah, yeah. I know. I'm hungry again. Right. Okay, that, that's very teenager-ish. But uh, I think she likes coming home to a mom and having a, at least that part of her house home that she can hang on to. 
Don't yeah, you like, like semi-normal. Him? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So anyway, somebody's turned to Ash. And Cindy is furious because she's supposed to be in control. And Eclipse claims he did this to protect her. Lie. Despite yeah. the fact that he egged on Bobby in the first place, he then promised he will not happen again. Another lie. Yeah. He's only there to serve. Lie, lie, lie. <laughs> However, Cindy reveals she didn't want Bobby dead. So it's clear he has his own agenda. Oh, boy. Yeah, he does. So yeah. I, wonder, I wonder who's he's going to absorb somebody's neck. So who's next? And plus, we found out what happened to the little girl in the front yard. Right. Except I picture the empty dress there with a pile of ash around it. Is that sick? <laughs> I kind of thought that's what was going to happen anyway. Ugh. I feel like it's going to be one of, oh, my God, Beth's parents. Oh, that would be a good one. I don't like them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No, that was horrible. I'm like, uh, they didn't deserve Beth. And I'm starting to feel like, yeah, it's going to be one of them. They got to go. Yeah. Poor Beth, though. Yeah. I know, but. If maybe one of them is still around, they'll like not be a jerk. It'll be so yeah. heartbroken that Chuck will come back. You know, oh, we can maybe. Connect. Yeah. That would be awesome to see. Yeah, that would help a lot. Yes, it would. <laughs> well, got all of Dave's tinfoil hat theories out of the way. <laughs> um, I think so. All right. Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts on each and every episode this season. Our deadline for feedback is 6 p.m. Eastern every Friday during the season. You can send your feedback via email or audio to contact us at fangirlzone.com. Please review and rate us on iTunes and any other platform you use for your podcast with good ratings and reviews. It helps the other fans of the show to find us. Tell your friends. And we hope you're enjoying our podcast. And don't forget to check out the other great Fangirl Zone podcasts. So head on over to www.fangirlzone.com. You can check out our contacts page. It's so easy to get a hold of us there as well. Like I said, send all your Green Lantern questions over so Dave can answer them. Because <laughs> I have a ton. The only thing I know about Green Lantern is Ryan Reynolds was Green Lantern in a movie. Oh, so. please don't even go there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so for this episode of the Star Power Podcast. I'm Steve. And while I assume it's not the bizarre brew derived from monkey droppings, I'm sure it tastes no better. I'm Sean Fangirl S. I'm hungry again. And this is Cosmic Chef Day. Hey, boys just want to have fun too, especially when we're all cute and slobbery. <laughs> <laughs>